Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always, now especially more than ever, now as always. Yeah, and you love it. Uh-huh. Hi, is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? It's going so good, Ellen. So, so good. Oh, I so believe you. <laughs> Today we are chatting about The Beast of Beswick by Emily Howard in today's episode. But first, mom, what, if anything, have you been reading? Uh, I'm checking my Goodreads. Nothing since the last time. <laughs> mom, see, read, says I've, mom says I've been a bad influence I've read her. Simple Wild. I've read The Bookish Life of Nina Hill. And I've read The Beast of Beswick. So. I've been working mom to the bone. Yes. Well, I, I don't know about bone. That's been a little, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, but no, we've been keeping pretty busy for both being unemployed. Like even at night. When I think, okay, good, now we can relax and watch TV. No, no. I'm like, no, let's keep going. Let's let's go in this room and finish cleaning out this room. And I'm like, ah, what is wrong with yeah. you? Who raised you? And then I did mention this on the uh, Facebook group, but we are working on our fitness. Not really on our fitness, but we're trying to eat better. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be up in the gym just working on my fitness. Okay, none of that's true. <laughs> Yeah, that's not true. Especially because no gyms are open right now. Ellen, what bugs me the most about that song is that they spell tasty, T-A-S-T-E-Y. Yeah, and that's not how you spell tasty, and it drives me nuts. But it doesn't go, if it doesn't say the E, it doesn't go into the rhythm of the song. That doesn't mean you just change the way words are spelled. Mom, yes, it does. (laughs) That word will for... T to the A to the S-T-E-Y, girl, you tasty. Um, No. It's just wrong. Um, so yeah, so we've been super fun and exciting. Um, but yeah, we are working on our f- healthy eating. <laughs> on our healthy eating. And it's been going well. Yeah, I've got like my own little cook here. Ellen's been cooking for me. Cleaning yes. and cooking. Why did I not have her move home a long time ago? <laughs> I don't know that 20-year-old Ellen would have done this, if I'm being honest. I actually know for a fact because she was here and she didn't do any of this. (laughs) Well, then 32-year-old Ellen is much better. (laughs) Well, and things might change once I start getting a job. And and you'll get bored with it. But I'm enjoying it while it's here. She's been making me delicious low-cal meals. Yeah. I have. I will say that I have been And they have been delicious. Yeah. So I'm on board. Yeah. And uh, we are going to start like a little thread, I think, on the group for other people that are in the group who also want to work on their fitness. Yeah, because Ellen's got some great recipes. I do. Well, I think you got from Weight Watchers. I'm getting from Weight Watchers. <laughs> they are delish. We are doing Weight Watchers, which I think is supposed to be called like WW now, but I'm not going to do that. Um, sounds like we're starting World War III. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're doing that and it's. I find it to be more effective when you're doing it with somebody else. Would you agree? I would agree. Especially when you have that somebody else is cooking all your food for Especially, you, Especially, huh? and I need I need a buffer between me and your father because he <laughs> he thinks he diets, but it's not even close. He's a snacker. He's a snacker. He's a snacker. Snacks. Um, okay. Today, we're talking not about working on our fitness, what? but about The Beast of Beswick by Emily Howard. This is the first book in her Everly Sisters series. The second book, The Rake Hell of Roth, comes out this November. So here's the back... Well, wait a minute. 
So does it go back and tell us the backstory? Of- no. Did you not read the description for the um, next one? No. Of course not. Um, no. So it turns out Roth is maybe not the doting, adoring husband that he is portrayed as. What? And he, like, leaves for three years. And so it's about... Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. And then where is Bestwick? He needs to get on that and get Roth to be doing his husbandly I'm, duties. I'm thinking maybe that is. How are all these dukes so screwed up? What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they all do, huh? I don't know that they're worth it if, oh. <laughs> if they're this much work. <laughs> A lot of baggage. Um, okay, here's the back cover description for The Beast of Bestwick, okay? Which is uh, the book that we read. Which is the book that we just read. Uh, Lord Nathaniel Hart, the disagreeable Duke of Beswick, spends his days smashing porcelain, antagonizing his servants, and snarling at anyone who gets too close. With a ruined face like his, it's hard to like much about the world, especially smart-mouthed harpies with lips better suited to kissing than speaking, who brave his castle with indecent proposals. But Lady Astrid Everly will stop at nothing to see her younger sister safe from any notorious scoundrel, even if it means offering herself up on a silver platter to the forbidding beast of Beswick himself. And by offer, she means what no highborn lady of sound and sensible mind would ever dream of, a tender marriage with her as his bride. So, Mom, what did you think of the beast of Beswick? I really like this book. I really did. It's not a love, and I'll share some of my thoughts on that. But I really, really liked it. I enjoyed reading it. I always love a good historical because yeah. it just gives me. It the is feels. always nice. Like I know we say this every time we read a historical, but it's just always nice to get back to like a historical. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. They're just like even this one, which has a lot of sexy times, which we'll also talk about. <laughs> uh, they just have like a certain charm to them that is like refreshing. You know, well, it's like going back to my roots where I started with yeah. the whole thing. Um, I think I will also give this a really, really liked, not quite a love, um, but I did really enjoy it um, for a lot of reasons that we'll talk about and for not enjoy it for some of the reasons that we will talk about as well. Um, they, I will say they had really good banter. They did have excellent banter. There yeah. was and and there was a lot of good banter between like side characters and stuff right. as well. And they were both super snarky. Yeah, it, it kind of gave me Duchess Steel feels. Um, yeah, yes. a lot of similar. Well, any of the like scarred hero, grumpy hero. Well, and then the snarky heroine. So yeah, you know we had that going on. But yeah. um, I I. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Those uh, those scar heroes always need like a woman who just comes in and says like, "Get over yourself. Right. Like you're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're hot. Look at these scars. Yeah, but who's also tender and it's like, oh, you're not so bad. Yeah. Oh, sweet. And I will have sex with that body that's all <laughs> torn up. <laughs> I got no beef. <laughs> um, oh, she's getting the beef all right. Yeah, <laughs> many many times. <laughs> Um, okay, what did you think of Astrid as our heroine? Um, I liked Astrid. I liked Astrid a lot. Mm-hmm. I, my one little quibble with Astrid is, mm-hmm. I think she got a little preachy sometimes. And I support her 1,000% on all of her, you know, because there were changes that needed to be made. I agree. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, she especially needed to be preachy back then. Right, and I, and I get that. But there's a time and a place to be preachy. And, and right as you're about to come is not. Yeah, when you're having sex with your husband, stop preaching feminism. 
<laughs> I was just like, girl, can you just relax and enjoy what's happening in the moment and put that? I mean, I'm very passionate about many things, but you just know that there's a time and a place for things. Yeah, you don't see, you know, you don't go off on movie trivia. That's what you're passionate about. I am. <laughs> I guess maybe I do pull that out at times. But um, that was my one quibble with her. Other than that, I loved her loyalty to her sister. I mm-hmm. loved, uh, I loved how it, like all of his servants just fell in love with her and her sister, and just yeah. loved having them there. And, yeah. and he's like, "What is going on here?" And it's very beast, beating the beast. Yes, uh, with you know, yes. all the servants, Luminaire, and <laughs> yeah, Lumiere. And uh, anyway, I yes, I loved all of that about it. So yeah. Um, like I said, good banter. She is a huge component of said banter, and um, she has a lot of good retorts in there. She does. Um, and so, I, yeah, I really liked her. I liked how little shit she took from him in general <laughs> and how, you know, they talk about how they kind of need and complement each other because he's all gruff and grumpy and she doesn't take any of that. And um, so I liked that. Mom, she had one particular line that I wrote down because I knew you, I, I, in fact, Mom and I were reading on different Kindles, so I don't know if she highlighted this or not, but she says, what does it look like I'm doing, Your Grace? I'm knitting a doily. (laughs) I highlighted the exact same thing, Ellen. Now say why that's funny. Well, because we're a weird family. Yeah. Because I don't know why everyone thinks this is so weird, but years ago, in the 90s, right? Is that Mm -hmm. fair to say? Um, we went on a vacation and we took our kids on a vacation to Las Vegas, which I guess people don't do, take their kids to Las Vegas. (laughs) But it was back in the day when, you know, the Mirage Hotel had all their fancy water going. Yeah, we basically just walk and pass all the... And the volcanoes going off and Pirates of the Caribbean had, right? Do you know what I think it was? Like, Ocean's Eleven had come out and we all really liked that movie. And so we were like, we should go to Vegas. Yeah, And and so, um... We had, and the pirate show at the mm-hmm. hotel, which they don't have anymore, which is sad. But, um, so we just kind of walked around and looked at all the cool places and saw cool stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, went to wax museums and walked up and down the strip where they have the lights show over your head. And, I mean, yeah. we just did all kinds of cool things like that. And the kids got a big kick out of it. So, for all of y'all who think that it's not a good idea, we had fun. And Take then our family bo- vacation. Our boys took pictures with strippers. As one does when they're on vacation. <laughs> but um, Great picture. <laughs> it is a family favorite. Um, but we were sitting in a restaurant eating. I can't even remember why it came up. But um, my husband said to me, like we were getting ready to order. And I guess I wasn't ready to order yet. And I was chatting and not. And my husband said, Julie, what are you doing? And I looked at him and I said, I'm knitting a blanket. What, what does it? it look like I'm doing? <laughs> and that just became like, everybody thought that was hilarious. I know it It was kind of a had to be there situation. But um, that's just become a line in our family is, yeah. uh, what are you doing? Knitting a blanket? So, <laughs> so when she said knitting a doily, I'm like, oh, Aww. that's great. <laughs> it's just like us. <laughs> um, but anyway, so back back to Astrid. I, I, I found her to be, she could get a little preachy at inappropriate times, but, um, you know, I liked all of her and her education and, uh, wanting to have as much equal say as all the boys do. And, uh, I mean, I get it and I support her a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. Like I said, um, I don't want anyone to think that 
you know, I think women should be oppressed because because that is not what I'm saying. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, there's time and a place for spouting off. But yeah, and her, her spunk and um, just going and making things happen that needed to happen in order to keep her sister away from oh, Beaumont and all that stuff. That was terrible. Um, Mom, what did you think of Thane as our hero? Um, I liked Thane. Thane, my only problem with Thane is he was a bit... I want to say wishy-washy, but... Yeah, he flipped... I I think he, like, flip-flopped two... Like, one or two too many times for me. Well, They're... it kind of was hard on the pacing of the story. Yeah. And, um, like, he's like, okay, I'm going to make this happen. Which and, I had a question about that, so, and like... And then he'd get pissed off again. And, yeah. And, like, no, I'm not going to make this happen. And then he seemed to be on board, and then he'd pull back again. And it's like, dude... Seriously, you're giving me whiplash. Yeah, there, uh, yeah, and I wrote down this line where she said, the man's erratic mood swings were enough to give a person bloody whiplash. And yeah. I'm like, and I highlighted that because I'm like, yeah, yeah. amen, <laughs> sister. Like, I'm getting a little, there was, there was just a lot of like, and I think she wanted to have sex scenes in certain, I don't know if there was like, she wanted to reach a certain quota of sex scenes or something. But which you know I'm on board with. Yeah, but. <laughs> um, I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying because it would be like they would have sex and they would be like all lovey dovey, and then the next morning he'd wake up and be like, "Oh, we shouldn't have done that." And we then should have done that. and I'm not going to talk to her stay, for three days. Yeah, and then he'd stay like, away for a week or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, dude. And then it, it would just kind of go through that cycle, and it went through that cycle like four or five times, I think. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. Like, yeah. I would also be frustrated with him if I were, because he's pissing me off. Yeah. So, I mean, after, like, the second time, I would have been like, dude, yeah. what is Make up deal? your mind. Yeah. Like, and you're not getting any of this until you make up your mind. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, um, but he is Grumpy Hero Alert, which grumpy you know girl. I like. Yes. And, um, and so I did like that. I do love, there's a lot of these, like, Guard hero. I do have to say, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm going to. You always mean to interrupt. <laughs> okay. Um, these two are into each other, like, instantly. Well, she does seem naked the first time she sees him. Yeah, which I think helped. <laughs> but, I mean, these Mom, two... by the way, as soon as there was that bathhouse, I'm like, so they're obviously going to have sex here. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have sex in, the, in the, the pool. As soon as that room was introduced, I'm like, so obviously there's going to be a sex scene in this bath. Well, and I don't know if you want me to talk about this but i'm going to oh, having sex in water is not as easy and pleasant as they make it sound in these books well they didn't have because well they started they started the coitus and then he was like no i want to see you and he like brings her out onto like a pool okay. chair or something well it's not because it does things to oh gosh bodily fluids oh. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's bugging you i'm gonna keep going that <laughs> It does, the water does things to bodily, bodily fluids that take away what the bodily fluids are there for. You guys, girl, now living with my parents, and I think that they feel more comfortable telling me things because I'm grown up now, but I'm like, I'm fine with you not telling me these stories and... Things. But it's so fun to watch you do this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hear, like, uh, I've been hearing more stories lately and I'm like, well, we have a hot tub. That Ellen will probably never get in again. <laughs> <laughs> and our and our uh, 
My my niece calls it Grandpa's little swimming pool. It is Grandpa's little swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> we cleaned it out. Uh-huh. We haven't done anything in there in a long time. It's been cleaned out since then. Hit. Shock um. it. Shock it. <laughs> Dump, dump chlorine in there, oh, a case of chlorine. Gosh. Um, yeah, let's just burn Jeez, it. She's rude. Uh. <laughs> you wouldn't be here if your dad and I had never had sex, so just get over it. When I was, I think we've told this story too, but um, when I was a worldly five-year-old who somehow knew about sex or something, I might have been a little older, actually. I think you thought sex was like getting in, you know, mom and dad in bed without shirts on. <laughs> yeah, it's more than that. What are you saying? Uh, but there, I was explaining how where babies come from to my younger brother, to Ryan, who was on an episode, and um, I was like, "Yeah, it's moms and dads like kiss, and every time you have a baby, so that means that they've done it three times." And mom just turns around, and she's like, "We've done it more," and I'm like, "Ah!" <laughs> and my kids were scarred. We've done it more than three times. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Um, okay. She draws from any, oh, sorry, I'll, anything else to say about Thane? Um, no. Okay. Um, she draws from a few sources for inspiration here, and she mentions all of them. You've got Beauty and the Beast, Taming of the Shrew, Frankenstein, and some others. What did you think of the plot and the premise here and its connections to those kind of well-known stories? I liked the plot and the premise, and I liked, I even saw a little Pride and Prejudice in it yeah, with me too. the Beaumont character. Well, and like when she overhears him kind of being a dick, Yeah, I was like, ooh, very Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, and then when he feels the need to go and take care of, you know, he, he kind of felt this need to take care of Beaumont because, uh-huh. you know, he had a history of Beaumont as well, and so, yeah. you know, that was kind of a Pride and Prejudice-y as well. Yeah. But, um... <clears throat> I, I liked it. I liked... It was kind of fun to read and look for all those little connections. And... Yeah. Um, all the servants were very much reminded me of Beauty and the Beast. And I do love me a Beauty and the Beast retelling. Uh, I liked the twist, though. I think any Pride and Pre- I mean, uh, Beauty and the Beast retelling needs to not have her being held prisoner by him. And so I liked that she was actually the one who just kind of shows us up at his house and is yeah. like, I'm going to live here now. I'm going to stay here. Um, <laughs> you're going to protect us. It's going to be lovely. <laughs> and you're going to be fine with it. Uh, so I kind of liked that little component. And, um, and with Taming of the Shrew, I liked that. I liked that Isabel's story was... That she was actually more capable than... Than Astrid thought she was. Yeah. And, um, you know, because she was doing all this to protect her sister and make sure she didn't make the same mistakes that she did. And she's like, I'm not going to because you have drilled into my head to not do that. I learned from you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I liked, uh, I liked that. And I liked that she just called out, you know, these books that she kind of referenced and um Frankenstein. I will say about Thane and Frankenstein, uh there's a lot of these scarred hero books where he's got like a scar, you know, <laughs> running down his face and he's like, I'm hideous and it's like, okay. Um but Yeah, you sound terrible. <laughs> but he actually sounds pretty yeah. messed up. <laughs> Especially his body sounded pretty jacked up. Yeah, and like he's got some pretty gnarly scars and so 
I was like, okay, you've earned your scarred hero right. trope because he actually, you know, because the scarred hero, it's always that they're hideous and they can't, they don't think and they're deserving of love. And so I did find this one to be slightly more deserving of that than than some yeah, of the it others. It sounded like his body was pretty jacked up. Yeah. So. And that he actually had more going on in the face area than a lot of them sometimes do. So, yeah. I mean, he, like, the way they described it in the book is he, like, ran into a field of bayonets. And yeah, just, just got, got bayoneted. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Didn't sound pleasant. Uh, do we have anything else? I wrote down a question about pacing. Do we have anything else to say about the pacing? No, it's just that it... Well, my problem with the pacing was they kept doing weird things. Like, she's like, we have to get married right away so I can protect my sister. And then they'd get married. And then it's like, okay, we'll go see her in a couple weeks. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought there was this big rush to get you married so you could protect your sister. And now you're just like, we'll put that off for a couple Or it's like she comes to a ball specifically to find her sister. And then she's like... Well, let's go diddle each other on the terrace first, yeah. and then we'll go. <laughs> well, or even even when her sister, when they went to the ball where her sister, you know, she found out her sister was married, she didn't go talk to her sister at all at the ball. And yeah, no, they didn't have sex. They, they didn't have sex. She had to go chase him down. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, there was just weird little tweaky things like that that you know didn't destroy the story for me. But I was like, well, wait a minute. What yeah. was the big rush to get married? Yeah. And then you're just going to wait to go take care of the sister situation? Yeah. Well, they had dead sex. Then they had dead sex a few times. Yes. <laughs> that was important. That was. They had um, to consummate that marriage. Yeah, they did. And and did they ever. <laughs> um, who was your favorite side character in this one? They did have great side characters yeah. in this one. I, um, I loved her, his aunt. Mabel. I loved Mabel, his aunt. Um, I loved Fletcher and... Ka- Colbert? Col- yeah, Colbert, I think. Okay, here was my problem, though. I kept getting those two mixed up. Um, Fletcher was the valet? Yes, and, and Colbert, Colbert was, was the, the butler. butler. Um, Fletcher is more prominently right, we featured. see more of him. Yeah. Um, and he was funny. And he and the Duke had a lot of uh, good banter. Yeah. Um, so probably Fletcher. I liked Fletcher. I liked... Um, I did like Isabel, like I said. Um, I liked Isabel, too. Uh, yeah. But yeah, my two favorites were definitely, and you and know, I liked Mabel, even Beaumont, who's very mustache twirly, etc. Like and he was a good villain. He was a good villain. Yeah, I uh, and like I thought all of her side characters were like pretty well fleshed out. And and the other thing I wish there was in this story is because she like stands up at this ball and just tells Beaumont off, mm-hmm. and um, I would love to have had uh, something that said. Someone coming, like when her sister came to her house the next day and just said, wow, what did you say? Because everybody was talking about what a great, you know, you know, some acclamation for for what she had said to Beaumont because. I also wish her aunt and uncle kind of got away scot-free, including like they got a lot of money still in the deal. They even paid them some money. It's like, dude. Yeah. I wanted them to be a little more punished because they they were pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, and I really, so I, I think Fletcher and Mabel were my two favorites, and I also really liked, um, I forget her name, but the Mabel's friend whose house they go oh, stay at. Oh, that was at. funny. And they Hammerston were, or something like that. Yeah, they were just kind of funny old. Old ladies. They like golden girl old ladies. Hitting on the guys. 
Um, okay. Let's talk about sex, baby. How much time do you have? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will. Okay, so... Uh, there, this is definitely like the steamiest that we've read in a long time. I feel like we've kind of been going through a dry spell of, well, in a long time, but it's definitely not the steamiest we've ever read. No, no, I mean, no, no. it's, but far, like, far we've had a lot of like pretty tame ones as of late. The thing though, that was, that I was like, whoa, in this one is Astrid just like, I'm a virgin, but you know, let me hold on to this during the opera for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take that for you. Let me hold this for you and take care of this for you. Um, (laughs) She just was like on it and I don't know. She was funny. Yeah. Um, And I'm not mad at the steaminess in this book. I think it was, I don't want to say I enjoyed having a steamier book, but it was kind of nice to have a steamier book after. (laughs) You liked it. I I mean, whatever. Uh, But... uh, (laughs) I think maybe, again, there, like, just like I said, there was, like, one or two too many flip-flops. Maybe there was one or two too many sex scenes. Well, the thing that would bug me is that he would flip-flop on her, and then he'd decide, okay, I I need this. So he'd just go kiss her, and she's just all into it. I would be like, we are not doing this again until I know I have 100% of you. Yeah. Because she just, like, would fall into it every single time. Yeah. Which doesn't really go with her or, feminist rhetoric. Yeah, or or opposite, right? It's like, she wanted it, and he was just like, okay, yeah, I do too. <laughs> She'd wear a red dress, and he was like, yeah. well, obviously we have to have sex. Obviously, you've got a low-cut dress on. I'm, I'm on this. <laughs> so I'm going to plaster you up against a door and just yeah. do it against a yeah, door. There were, yeah, there were some good ones. <laughs> um... And there, so there were, yeah, some virgin problems where I was like, mm, she's a uh, much more knowledgeable than <laughs> I was thinking she was. She be. was well read, Ellen. Sure. Apparently, she read the same things we do. <laughs> yeah, she's she's back there reading Sarah McLean and <laughs> Tessa well, she wasn't reading. She wasn't learning that stuff from Jane Austen. I'm telling you that. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, what was your swooniest moment? Okay, I actually have one. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that I've put thought into. I loved it because I was just like, when they're in the village and she's like, we'll be okay. No one will see us. And then that frustrated me, by the way. I know, because you just knew, you knew. Anyway, so they come out of the store and Beaumont's there, of course. And he's trying to take Isabel away. Mm -hmm. And here comes Beswick. Just, you know, you can just picture him because he didn't have a cravat on and he only had his shirt on. He didn't didn't have his hat. He didn't have a hat. What? And he just rode up there like a knight in shining armor. It's just like, unhand her, I say. Yeah. And um, it was awesome. That was one of mine. Uh-huh. And I did also write down a line that I really liked that happens right after that. Because he announces to everybody that they're engaged, basically, right. to help save the sisters. And um, then they get back to the house and tell everybody that they're engaged. And earlier he had said that he would... Not oh, yeah. marry her unless hell froze over. And so Fletcher says, uh, do you require a blanket, your grace? Perhaps a scarf or muff? And he says, no. He stared quizzically at the valet. Why do you ask? Fletcher's grin widened. Heard it's been snowing rather heavily in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that was awesome. I thought that was funny. Life. That was funny. Um, okay, so since that was yours, I will say my other one, which is when he shows up at like the last ball and this is the line. Um, 
she says, do you wish to leave? I know you hate this being out in public. He says, I do. He agreed, but I love you more. And I was like, uh, finally, yes. Finally, that someone is, said the L word. Yeah. Jeez, come on, you people. <laughs> well, and so yeah, that is when they first say I love you to each other. But also, I was, you know, you, we'd been waiting for him to just like get over the fact that he's got scars. And yeah. so that was kind of, and I was like, oh, so that I think got my most audible. But then he left to go try and get divorced. Yeah. Was that there? Yes, that was there. Ellen. Silly boy. Oh, um, no, no, no. Because he says no, that yeah, line. Yeah, because that one. When he's at the at the Carlton house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it wasn't at the last ball. It was at that the party. The Prinny's yeah, house. Prinny's party. Um, okay. Let's hear what some of our listeners had to say. We have a couple audio recordings. So let's what? first listen to what Natalie had to say. Hi, Ellen and Mom. I really enjoyed reading The Beast of Beswick. I feel like I've read a lot of historical romance heroes who are all, I'm too physically scarred, so I'm a monster. (laughs) And she deserves better, so I'm going to push her away. But this was still a really fun read. Aunt Mabel was a hoot, and I especially loved how smart Astrid was. I'm excited to take a look at the next book in the series as well. Awesome. Thanks, Natalie. Uh, Um, Love your beast impression. I was going to say, the best part of that is the beast impression. (laughs) Uh, well done. Yeah, totally agree. I am, I am excited. I liked this one enough to see, and I do want to know what the heck's going on with Roth and Isabel, so. And I want Beswick to go over and just slap him around a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jessica says, I read this book back in February and really enjoyed it. I thought this book was such a great take on Beauty and the Beast with a dash of Taming of the Shrew. I loved Astrid and thought she was such a wonderful heroine. Strong, smart, brave, independent, and I adored Thane as the grumpy, scarred hero. I remember thinking that they had amazing chemistry together. I'm looking forward to Isabel's book this fall. They do have really good chemistry. Like I said, really good banter. So I was on board with all that. And, you know, the chemistry in the, the boudoir. Um, yeah, there was. Paige says, it's been a while since I read, but I loved this book. I enjoyed the substance of the plot and the pacing. Mm-hmm. We differ a little slightly there. Also, I thought Astrid and Thane had great chemistry together. Yeah. Uh, Marta says, I enjoyed it, but there are some continuity issues late in the book that are hard to get past. I was trying to think what she might be referring to there. I think there maybe were sometimes like with getting Isabel and Roth married where I was like, go over that again. How did that, how did that work out? Um, but well, I, I'm assuming it's going to be explained in the next book. Some of that. I don't think it is. I mean, I think that like at all. No, I don't. I mean, maybe they have like a prologue to show how they met and stuff like that, but I don't know. Lori says, I really struggled to get through this one, and I'm not sure why. It checks a lot of boxes for me. Grumpy Hero, Marriage of Convenience, etc. It may have just been a matter of the right book at the wrong time. I had it on the audio from the li- my library, and I found myself wondering more than once if I would have enjoyed it more had I been able to read it with my eyes instead. I do sometimes wonder that if I listen to a book if, and I don't. I love how she specifies reading with her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed, well, you know, like Braille, she could have. Are there many sighted people that can read Braille? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm assuming she's sighted. If you're not, I'm very sorry. But yeah, I do wonder that sometimes if I've listened to a book, like, huh, I wonder how my experience would have differed on this book if I had 
run it instead. Uh, Marcia says, if I had to reduce this book to one word for me, it would be delicious. I enjoyed it so much. Loved how Astrid just boldly planted herself in Thane's home in the beginning of the story. Both Astrid and Isabel could be considered damsels in distress, but power to them because they came up with a resolution themselves and fought their own way out of a bad situation. In historical romances, we often see themes of scandal and a, and a woman's reputation. This book covers how both how fragile it is on one hand, one lie ruined Astrid. Astrid's reputation. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have Aunt Mabel, a self-proclaimed Rake Hellion, and that's a celebrated element of the story. I'm looking forward to Isabel's story in the next book. The premise already intrigues me. I'm kind of hoping we may not have seen the last of bad guy Earl of Beaumont. That man was so evil. I would like to see him taken down for real. What do you guys think? Um, well, if he seemed pretty taken down. At yeah, this if, if what um, Beswick did... You know, by telling Prinny that, you know, yeah. his, his war history. Um, if that does strip him of his title and everything, uh, that's pretty taken down. I don't yeah. know. I Ada commented on that one. She said, I really liked Isabel, but I'm apprehensive about her story. I don't know if I'll be able to forgive Roth if he spends those three years apart betting other women. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And that's why I made note of that comment. Because I'm, I'm also going to be kind of pissed if he's... What book did we just read where... Um, they got married and then he left and was gone for several years and then came back. Maybe I just read it. You know what it was? It was the first one was in it? the, um, uh, or was it the new Lisa Kleypas? No, there was three in a series. You only read the last one. I read all three of them. Oh, the Lorraine Heath books. Yes. Okay. Um, and Lorraine Heath made it work. Yeah. And he had been sleeping around a lot. So naughty, naughty. Um, Samantha says, I love a Beauty and the Beast retelling. So I was already predisposed to like this one. Uh, thank God for smart women with fertile vi vocabularies. Truth, Thane. <laughs> That's a line that she says. <laughs> uh, Aida says, strong heroine. Check. Grumpy hero. Check. Great banter. Check. Crazy aunt. Check. I started this book knowing I would like it a lot. And I did. Maybe I would have even loved it had I not compared some similarities between uh, The Beast of Beswick and The Duchess Deal, which was a five-star read for me. Now I have to wait until Isabel's story to, is released and someone tells me how bad of a rake Roth really is. Um, the thing with The Duchess Deal is it's, it's a lighter book. It's not quite as angsty as this one gets to be. Yeah. So. Well, and I mean, Tessa Dare usually goes for it, but I do not remember that many sex scenes in. Uh, no, there were sex scenes, like crazy <laughs> well, sex scenes. Well, I do not, yeah, I'm Isn't aware. that the book where she told her dad in the, like she dedicated it to her dad and then said, don't read uh, chapters 11 <laughs> and yeah, 13 that, or that something. <laughs> um, and then finally we have audio clip from Nara. So let's hear what she had to say. Hi everyone, this is Nara. And I loved this book. It was so delightful gave me major Duchess Deal vibes, and I love this book. It's one of my favorites, with this grumpy, damaged hero. Uh, the cover for this book says, it will take a shrew to tame this beast, and I loved it because uh, she's not an easy woman, and he's not an easy man. I think they are the perfect pair, and it's a great Beauty and the Beast retelling with Taming of the Shrew hints. She's a strong woman. She's bold. She stands up for herself. I liked it about her. Uh, it's just the kind of woman he needed. 
And I think it was amazing that she stayed at his house, even with him refusing to marry her. And Thane is amazing. He's grumpy. He's, uh, he's, he's adorable. I loved when he gave her the key to the building. Oh, and yeah. she asked if it was the key to his heart. <laughs> I loved it. Great book. Great choice. Perfect couple. And I'm really intrigued about Izzy's book. That's it. Thanks, Nara. Um, yeah, that was also another swoon worthy was yeah. when he buys her like the, the buildings. buildings for the school that she can make. Um, yeah, they really are a great couple who have really great chemistry. And um, I, you know, we always talk about how we like how the grumpy hero usually gets like this kind of sweet, goofy yeah, girl. That's not the way. This but this one is very different. It's grumpy hero with kind of a slightly cynical and tart mouthed right you know sarcastic um so i appreciated that kind of change up on what we usually see paired with the grumpy hero um mom any final thoughts on the beast of beswick um no i think we covered it. Yeah, and we're not going to do a second topic this week because we couldn't think of what to do, and I'm not going to force it, really, anymore. So <laughs> so you get what you get, and so, you don't throw a fit. Yeah, basically. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Beast of Beswick by Emily Howard. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we would love to hear from you. On June 29th, we will be discussing Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. Talk to you later. Yes, you will. Yes, I will. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.